Hey, 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 it's the Steve Maraboli Podcast. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. Thank you so much, everybody. We took a little break, but we're back. Doing good. Just came off an awesome episode in our private group on Facebook uh, talking about narcissism, which was conducted appropriately by a grown man in a Superman sweatshirt. <laughs> hey, Steph, how's it going? Hey, good to be back. That was a lot of fun, right? That was so much fun. I'm so glad we were planning to do podcasts again uh, soon as well. So uh, it's good to have this back. We really laid out a strategy. We were winging it. Here's the thing. <laughs> we were winging it for so long because it was never really a business model as mm -hmm. it was just getting information and strategies and insights out there. It was really, I was just almost just, I'm literally just a writer mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, and sharing these for so many years. And for the, for the first time we kept going in, in loops and kept going in circles. Then I would just get bored of doing, um, you know, the, what most people do, which is like the marketing aspect. I said, I don't really want to market this. This isn't a, thing and mm -hmm. um but we finally found a, a good system and we found it at some point last year really yeah uh, and then put it all together and took the i i felt that during the the heat and heaviness of the global pandemic mm -hmm. that it wasn't a great idea to implement the things we talked about yeah i thought that it was a bad time to release a book mm -hmm. even though we had Worked so hard to get it to release at those during those times. It's a bad time to restart the podcast. It was all a bad time to market yeah. in that sense, in the business sense. But we're at the tail end. A lot of the world is 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 adjusted. I don't know that we're at the tail end of dealing with this. I think it'll be something that's around always. We're at the tail end of where it is. Everyone's in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. I think that things are lightening up uh, in New York. Schools are going back in the United States. I mean, schools are going back. New York schools are going back. They're trying. Everyone's trying to find that new variation of how we move forward mm -hmm. with uh, with this in mind. So we're doing the same. Yes. So, of course, our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, you can find us. We're posting, like always, on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash author Steve Maraboli. Uh, we're posting like crazy, having interactive mm -hmm. conversations. We've got a private group uh, called the Unbullshitified Living Group, which is uh, the price of a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. Stephanie. Yep. Three dollars uh, per one cup of coffee per <laughs> month. Uh, and what we're doing there, I love what we've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. and, and Facebook's a great place to host it, which is have this basically library of interaction and conversation about the things that nobody ever talks and tells the truth about. Mm -hmm. So of course we just, we just finished a conversation about narcissism and, oh, and it's so going to be good. growing. So we had this one hour long video conversation about it. Uh, and then we'll keep building on it. I have some scheduled appointments with leaders in, in the uh, category and in the, mm -hmm. whether it's clinical or social and let's, Everything that we do, we just add it to the narcissism section. Right. We find out there's a new book. Hey, let's talk to mm -hmm. that author. Add that to the narcissist. Mm -hmm. So it's an ever-growing group, ever-growing um, library of information in that private group. And I absolutely love it. I love it. Our, our issue with that was we always like, where do we host it? Yeah. And then when we saw 
what it costs to host things. <laughs> like, well, how are we able to host that much information mm-hmm. without charging everyone an arm and a leg? Right. Well, Facebook's the answer to that. Yeah. And so, perfect. yes, you don't own the host in that sense. Mm-hmm. I don't own Facebook, but Facebook's there and it's going to be there. And uh, to be able to, we put it at Facebook's lowest price point yep. for supporting a page, which is $2.99. And so uh, that way, for that much, someone can have access to all of these incredible live conversations, these live uh, two episodes a week, and um, an ever-growing conversations about the most important topics, narcissism, relationships, right. success. We're going to go deep. I want to talk UFOs. <laughs> I want to talk ghosts. I want to talk, I want to, I want to pull out who, the who's who in every single one of those categories, plus chime in with my own stuff. It should be a lot of fun. And, and of course, continuing with that, the stuff that we're doing on social media, also bringing back this, this very podcast where we're able to interact with our audience. Uh, that way we have everything covered. We have so much available. On our Mm -hmm. general social media pages, 100% free. This podcast, 100% free. Uh, And then we also have a subscriber level, a supporter level, Mm -hmm. where we we can go a little deeper with those quotes. So many people ask, hey, can you go deeper? I can, but it takes more time. It's a lot of personal conversations. Mm -hmm. and, uh, And if that's something that people are interested in, check out our Facebook page. Click Become a Supporter. And uh, we'll see you in there. How you been doing? All right. Yeah, great. I just want to add. It's what's really cool about that group is the comments are live. So while you're watching, yeah, it's so much fun. While you're watching, you can come and, and Steve's going to see that and he can rep- respond to your comments in in real time. It is. It's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot you can do with a group like that. We can have live videos like that, and we can even organize something where there are live events, mm-hmm. and, you know, exclusive for the group. So. The group's growing. It's already uh, just in the first day, already over a hundred people. So it's it's, uh, it's growing. It's going to be fantastic. And as it gets bigger as a library, it, it's something that I'm really proud of. So it's going to be fantastic. What do we got going on social media wise? What do we have going on, <laughs> Steph? Well, you and everybody else on this planet had some uh, little quarantine Jesus. weight. <laughs> So you posted a picture, you posted a picture of you with the Wildlife Warriors t-shirt and you're lifting Shout out to Australia Zoo. Right. I love all thing Irwin's. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I posted that because I need to, I need to reel it in. You need to reel it in. I need to reel it in. And so uh, I don't know where you are in the world, but here in New York or the part of New York I live in specifically... Everything was super closed, mm-hmm. like super closed, and including gyms and most restaurants. The things that remained opened were like pizza and fast food mm-hmm. and none of the gym. Right. And for a while, none of the par- like parks, there, mm-hmm. there wasn't anywhere you could really go. It was a very yeah. stay indoor and eat fast food type of situation. So that's not great. <laughs> that's not great for me. For a who, lot of who, what I learned mm-hmm. about myself is I have to, I have to go to the place to do the thing. Yeah. So I have to go to a gym to exercise. I can have the greatest home gym, <laughs> and I'm still at home, and I do what I do when I'm at home, which is not burn a thousand yeah. calories. And so I learned that about myself, 
I have to go to the place mm-hmm. to do the thing. I, I can't tell you. The first time I said that, I have to go to the place to do the thing. Mm-hmm. I did it on like one of the Facebook Live things. I got so many messages from people like, dude, my kids were the same way. And yeah. they were like, they were straight A students. And then school <laughs> went to virtual and they failed. Like, like the, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. They have to go to the place to do the thing. Right. It's hard to stay disciplined. Yeah, it is. It, it is. So, um, so I got to reel it in stuff. Yeah. I got to reel it in because things, they are adjusting. Things aren't as closed. They're not as open as they were, mm-hmm. but they're sure as shit not as closed as mm-hmm. they were. So, your boy's got to... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> figure this out. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, listen, I, yeah. and people, it resonated. We posted mm-hmm. that and and then, and I said, listen, I need to get back to this, to this kind of conditioning. If Rona knocked you off your diet and exercise routine, you are not alone. I'm with you. Slow and steady. We got this. <laughs> and there's some great comments. People, people know that my Achilles, mm-hmm. my Achilles is pizza. Yeah. Because how dare you, pizza, be so delicious. <laughs> no matter what, how dare you. So you're good. compiled of almost exclusive things yeah. that aren't good for me. Yeah. But you're so, so delicious. <laughs> I wrote to somebody, yes, pizza's the X I keep taking back. <laughs> like like that, that, one, that one person that's just poison for you. And it takes you so many times of just yeah. taking them back before you realize, oh, oh. The only healthy relationship I could have with you is none at all. <laughs> I tried in every single, I'll just have a little bit, just have one slice, just a nibble. What if I yeah. take off the cheese? Yeah, no, none, zero. You yeah. cannot. There is no healthy you and me. That's pizza. <laughs> but we've been through so much together, Steph. We've been through so much together. It's hard for me to move on. The pizza here is just so And it's good. comfort. It really, it's, it's every... A warm toxic relationship you've ever been in it's like things go crazy i go back to my comfort mm-hmm. pizza's like hey man i got you i get you let me hug you and your hips yeah pizza's like your... i know you yeah. i've known you since you were a kid we grew up together <laughs> you don't hey, need man. anything all oh, this healthy stuff that's not you oh, come no. on just go listen for two dollars you're not even really? hungry later no no, what are you going to go? Go find one, one of those. No, come on. You're going to pay 10 times that to still be hungry because it's quote unquote healthy. Somehow pizza's <laughs> mocking the other food. So I have to reel it in. Uh, I have to reel it in. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And listen, and again, slow and steady, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Slow and steady going back to, well, really not going back. Right. This is all about moving forward. Yeah, it's and... moving forward. It is. It is understanding what, what, uh, what adjustments you have to make as we move forward. It's always moving forward, and it's always adjustments. I know a lot of people like to say "new normal," that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like whatever, however you phrase it, I don't care. The idea at one point where people were saying, you know, I can't wait th- things to get back to normal. It used to drive me crazy because I'd say, dude, you hated normal. Mm-hmm. Normal sucked. I don't want it to go back to normal. Um, so shout out to all those people who won't be going back to normal. Shout out to those people who refuse to allow the nonsense they used to allow. Shout out to the people who, who will set new healthy standards. And shout out to those who will let go, forgive, and move on. You know, this. The, as we move forward, we, we have to recognize that we want to be amongst those who finally act upon their goals and dreams 
So shout out to all of you, those who will never again shrink themselves for those who refuse to grow. Shout out to all of you who will fall back in love with life. That's how I'm feeling mm-hmm. with this. And, and, and for me, and, and to shout out to everyone else who will come out of this chaos stronger and more badass than ever. Oh, I love it. Shout out. All right. You got you have to do it, Steph. You have to you have to make these adjustments yeah. or else you just even if you have this back step and you slip up, you got to laugh at it, reel it in, laugh at it. You can make characterizations mm-hmm. and and mockeries and even pet voices for pizza <laughs> if you like. But you have to mock it and then you mm-hmm. just go forward and say, "Okay, well, let me make this adjustment." Hey, yeah. side note, I learned something about myself. I I ha- I have uh I don't I don't have as great as willpower as I thought. Right. What I had was great great behavior mechanisms. In other words, I I wasn't great at at fighting off the temptations as I was at not being in places where I get those temptations. So I just have to learn that about myself. I can fight it and I make those adjustments mm-hmm. as well. But I can learn that about myself. Like what I said, I have to go to the place to do the thing. Yeah. So I I should just be aware of that. Well, we posted some really cool questions over the past, I would say, month. Social media has been doing amazing. It's been doing amazing. The attention that that we've put on it, the interactions we have. Mm -hmm. Facebook's been really great. Instagram frustrated me a little bit um, because it, it doesn't let me be as interactive as I want to be. Um, did you get put in timeout? I did. On... I got put in Instagram timeout for for liking and commenting on people who write on my posts. So it's wow. not like I go to someone else's post and write like, hey, have a great mm-hmm. day, everyone. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm answering when people write. And sometimes it's like really heartfelt things like, mm-hmm. oh, Steve, this post is really important to me. I went through, you know, insert horrific story here. Mm-hmm. And I want to I like it and then comment like, oh, stay strong. Thank you for sharing that kind of stuff. So I'll right. do that. Hundreds of people respond to these things. So I'll do that. And I got put in timeout. Oh, you know, your your feature has been disabled. So then like, Jeez. no, you know, what's bad is that when someone writes, a, I find this out after I click like, but I can't comment. Oh, no. So, so someone's oh, so like, you just liked their heartbreak. Yeah, I just liked their heartbreaking <laughs> story. And now I can't comment on it. They're like, oh, wow, that's weird, man. I just kind of let it all out there. He just clicked <laughs> like. I gave a thumbs up to my <laughs> shitty, horrible story. Like, oh, no. And you can't even explain oh, no. or unlike it. Yeah. Like, that's it. You're just in that's trouble. It. So uh, Instagram was a little frustrating. We started in, starting back up with that. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, I've, I've been putting a couple of Facebook timeouts, but I kind of understand what they like and what they don't like. So I'm... I'm I faced originally a similar issue with them, but I think I have that one figured out. All right, good. But I do like how it's growing. We'll we'll be at a million very soon, which is incredible. I know that's amazing. It's incredible, and I want people to know it's incredible. It's it's all organic. It's this amazing. What it's you word do. of mouth. It's this is what you do for a living yeah. for some really big organizations who are fantastic. Some really big popular organizations mm-hmm. who put so much money into their social media. Yeah. And you do get to see that I, this is, this is literally when, when I tell people that I write things, mm-hmm. put them in books and put them in social media, yeah. that's really it. Yeah. There's no marketing strategy. No. Mm-hmm. There's no dollars behind this. No. This is, I put it out there and you share it and read it yeah. and like it. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. That's why 
I love that community mindset because when you do impact so many people, I mean, it's tens of millions of people a month who the posts reach. Yeah. And I get so many thank yous, thousands of thank you messages. But really, the thanks goes to the people who follow and share. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know any of these people. Right. I don't know any of the people this is helping. I post something I wrote. Mm -hmm. And then someone they know clicked share. Someone they know liked it and mm -hmm. shared it. Someone they know reposted it. Mm -hmm. That's huge. So while I do get credit for impacting the world... It's the listeners, it's the readers that are actually yeah. impacting the world with my words. Yeah. But they're the ones impacting the world. And right. I love that. Oh, I love that. Okay, so here is a interesting question that you asked on Facebook. You wrote, does social media create problems in your relationships or does it simply expose issues that already existed or both? And we got hundreds of comments Oh, because that's a good one. Because you do see that. You know what's interesting about this? Mm -hmm. About the, the hundreds of comments, right? So I love that everyone's interacting. But you also do see a gauge of people's biases. So you ask, you ask the question, does social media create the problem in your relationships? Or does it simply expose issues that already existed or both? And, and of course, we could see that... Uh, it's what you bring to the table, mm -hmm. right? It's not the table. It's what you bring to the table. But what I found so interesting about the hundreds of co of comments, because most people went straight into intimate personal relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, mm -hmm. wife, you know, spouses, that kind of thing. And like, well, you know, this is someone cheated and someone connected here <laughs> and all the temptations. And no, they were, you know, they had character flaws beforehand. Mm -hmm. Social media maybe brought it out or gave them the opportunity. And you saw... So many variations of that issue, which we completely understand. What I found really interesting in those hundreds of comments is exactly zero of them. Talk about just your relationships as a family, relationships with kids. How many times have, have I told you running through a park and seeing parents, kids are playing and parents just staring at their mm -hmm. phones and not paying attention. I see the kids say, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, you know, talking mm -hmm. and tugging at the parents' legs and the parents staring at the phone. Yeah. The kid fighting for attention with the phone. That parent is on social media. Yeah. They're not, they're not doing much. Maybe one or two on an email mm -hmm. or really important uh, <laughs> message they're doing. Most likely they're checking their stuff. That's crazy. Completely distracted or playing games, of course, of course, with the advent of, of, smartphones of course came the phenomenon of adults just playing games mm -hmm. which is wow. fantastic you see it a lot in, on trains and, and airports and stuff but you see it a lot just in general mm -hmm. and you saw like different ways to combat that uh of course i eat out mm -hmm. three meals a day every day and at you would see restaurants that would have tables and you'd see like this little square box on a table that would say you know Interact with each other. Put your phones here mm, during dinner. Yeah, yeah that's was, so oh, that's cool. That's such a great idea. Number one, such a great idea. Number two, how sad that you need that. Yes. How sad that you need that. So I found it interesting while you heard a bunch of different stories as we usually do. I found it so interesting that nobody mentioned just the 
the issue it can have when it, as far as it comes to attention and nourishing a relationship that isn't intimate and personal relationship amongst friends. I have people in my life who, who I can't tell you how quickly I get for lack of a better word, turned off. Mm -hmm. Even if they are just a friend, if they're just a friendly person, not even necessarily a friend friend, but for lack of a, it's, it's off putting, I should Mm -hmm. say. When they, well, you're talking to them and they look at their phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's super not that annoying. you received a text, not that like, mm-hmm. and so I've seen so many variations of that, of people just on social media, adults on social media while their kids are fighting for attention. And we know it the opposite way. It's like a funny thing, the opposite way, right? The teenager's not paying attention to you because yeah. they're on social media. They're, they're TikToking <laughs> or whatever, whatever the kids are doing they're these days. They're on the MySpace. Oh, they're, no. <laughs> they're doing that. But, you know, that becomes funny. Yeah. But that's that's just generally laughed at. But you see a lot of adults doing that. And so it might be social media uh, things, the access to the pocket TV. Because mm-hmm. you know? I remember reading articles when, I, when studying the dynamics of family. Because everyone's like, hey, you know, th- every generation's new technology they say that technology ruined the family. Oh, wow. So like when TVs were became affordable, mm-hmm. there was a huge, hey, this is ruining the family. Now no one's ever going to talk to each other. To a degree, they weren't incorrect. Right. And so I was reading about like, oh, how at the time then people would just be staring at the TV and dinner conversations mm-hmm. kind of went away. And then serious news kind of went away because now that people were staring at the TV, you saw that there were more opportunities to sell Mm -hmm. products and there were that kind of stuff. Um, And so for me, social media might just be a pocket TV for Mm -hmm. some of it that no one is trying to be malicious. Maybe a a, a wife or a husband, they aren't trying to be malicious, but they are addicted to, to social media they are addicted to these things and then it does expose some issues that existed um communication issues sometimes validation issues because don't forget the like button is a validation button Mm, yeah and so there are validations so there are some we all know that if the person you're with whether they are intimately whether they're your spouse or your kid or whatever it is if if they're seeking your validation and they're seeking validation and don't get it from you, it's not that they're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. It's that they're just not going to get it from you. Right. And so social media gave gave that gave you that thing. You know, before social media, we just say someone's acting out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now you can act out without it being so visible. You could do it while you're in your room and your parents are in a different room. Mm-hmm. You could do it while you're in a different room than your spouse mm-hmm. and just seek the validation and seek the likes. The bad news is how we do anything is how we do everything. Once you start on that path, it becomes very, very difficult to reel that in. Right. So it was really interesting to see those, the conversations that come with that, the people who argue with each other will say, nope, it didn't have it. No, it does neither. It only does like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how people look at it and to a varying degree, experientially for sure. They all have a a, a, a point. Yeah. Were, I mean, were there any ones that st- stood out? Yeah, actually, there were a couple that stood out. One was interesting and said that her, her, their, their answer relates to all relationships, not necessarily significant others. 
they said that it they believe it exposes the 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 current exposure sorry the current situation that we're in so they wrote i'd much rather know how someone truly feels about current issues than to have them hidden it saddens me but i like to know what i'm dealing with so that that, that person took a political approach to it wanted to know well it does it does give if if you're if you i don't have a personal social mm-hmm. media i only have the one where that everyone's on yeah so i don't have a, a personal one but you do see that people there's like there's like family enders in that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Political season come mm-hmm. um and people start posting their thoughts and you're gonna be like, Oh Uncle Charlie's it, racist. It's I like didn't, every like, day's Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, it's like, like wait oh, a second, wait. I didn't know. Hey or like, hey, you know, Aunt Rita, mm-hmm. love you, but can you please stop sending me all these like activist <laughs> video? Like, so you do hear that a lot. Yeah. I laugh so much mm-hmm. with my friends because that's the conversation they're having. Like Uncle Charlie, oh, turned out Uncle Charlie's racist. Never knew it. Nicest guy in the world. Didn't know how racist Uncle oh Charlie. Oh my god! That's and so, so one funny. of my friends telling me this. Another one, Aunt Rita. Like, it's real. Uh-huh. And it's it's what you just said. Every every day's Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's kind of like that, and you can't escape it. Yeah. You can't escape it. So. It is funny, and I guess it does, um, it does reveal more about a person. Mm-hmm. It does reveal it. You do see someone who who um, posts certain things, or you know, we see it. We see it a lot of times. Yeah. It's like you can tell a lot about a person by the picture they send or the, the picture they post. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's um, you can tell a lot about them. So. I think it does it does reveal a lot of things now that whether that causes an issue or not that's that goes right back to you yeah. you know what I mean that in the end <laughs> it, it's it's not what you look at it's what you see and and it how is. you respond to what you see but it is a great conversation that'll probably build enough to be a topic of its own yeah um in in our uh in our private group but that's great so with the with the social media growing and those type of things it is fun for me to have more conversations like that. Mm-hmm. I used to just do the conversations we'd seek were the simple ones like, hey, if you wanted to sit on this park bench with someone, who would it be? What would you yeah. talk about? That kind of stuff. And those are fun. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. Uh, we did a little experiment with it where um, I made the adjustment and made it a lie detector. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the social media pages, I'll tend to ask some questions sometimes. Hey, do you believe in UFOs? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think the people who passed away can communicate with us? Um, there'll be a beautiful picture of a bench like, hey, if you could sit with anyone in history, who would it be? And then, and so we get a little deeper Yeah. with like, um, if you could sit here with someone, who would it be? And what would you ask? Mm-hmm. A little more specific. And you know, what would you ask? Because a lot of people say, oh, I'd sit with so-and-so. Okay. But, with but what's Teresa? the conversation like what's the conversation yeah, those so things. so it was interesting to see and you see a lot of with the who would you sit with and what would you ask you see a lot of contemplating what you can see would be enriching conversations mm-hmm. i would sit with gandhi yeah i would sit with jesus i would sit with harriet tubman i would sit mm-hmm. with dr king I would sit, you know, and you hear these. I mean, I would sit with Cleopatra. Like mm-hmm. you, you're like, oh man, that would be a conversation. I would ask about what it's like to 
rule the world. I would say it with Joan of Arc, and I'm like, oh shit, that's a, that would be amazing. Like, so how exactly? So did you, you hear? think exactly? So you say these enriching things where you mm-hmm. see if these people did get a chance to sit with Joan of Arc, with with Gandhi, with Mother mm-hmm. Teresa, with Jesus, with Moses, you know, um, then yes, you say like, oh wow, that would be a life changing, enriching conversation. There's no way you get up from that bench not better than you were right <laughs> yeah so for one of them i tricky trick because i'm a trickster <laughs> you <sometimes>. are <laughs> i asked the question but differently i mm-hmm. just added a little difference to it instead i asked if someone was hooked up to a lie detector who would you want it to be mm-hmm. just simple yeah. this is another conversation <laughs> Oh my god. All the Jesuses and Mother Teresa's disappeared. Yes. There's like a thousand comments. Yeah. And there wasn't a Jesus, a Moses, Harriet Tubman no. was gone. There was no Joan of Arc. No. There was nothing. Would you say it was ninety percent I would talk to my ex and find out some shit that I already knew. Like that's the thing that got me the most. Uh, yeah. Most that's... people would want to connect with like an ex, like I would hook up mm-hmm. my ex-husband and see, did he start cheating before he told me or after? Was it <laughs> was it going on for more than five years or just the five years I finally beat out of him that he admitted? Like none, nothing that would be enriching. Nothing that would be, he cheated, whether he cheated five years ago or six years ago, who gives a shit? It was forever ago. And he's your ex, so congratulations on that. That's funny. And why yeah. why would you, when ha- when given that opportunity, why would you pick something that won't enrich you? And you might think it does because you're like, oh, it'll be closure. Clo- yeah. You got closure as soon as they're your ex. If you don't see the closure, that's different. You have the closure. Yeah. If you don't see the closure, that's different than having the closure. Yeah. And so, so. I, I find that really interesting. There wasn't a Jesus, a Moses. There wasn't a, my, I would sit with my mom, my dad, my grandma. All of those people disappeared. And almost a thousand comments straight on trying to find out the details of some shit you already know. Yep. Like, it, and, and I find that fascinating. Because all, you, you, it seems like you change it a little bit. But by adding the idea of the person can't lie to you, by adding that simple idea, it changed every single thing. And then to find, you know, for me, you know how I am with closure. For me, beating a dead horse is, it's, it's, when when I hear like, especially when it's exes, and most of it is an ex. Mm -hmm. No matter what you say, all I hear is, I would talk to that asshole to find out if they were an asshole before I knew they were an asshole or just when I found out they were an asshole. And to me, it's like, who cares? It's an asshole. We've already, at when you became one, who cares? Yeah. You're one, I'm not you. I'm not wasting this lie detector on that. Oh, that's Now, so not good. everyone would do what I would do. Right. Which is like, find whoever. If you talk about a waste, maybe mine's a uh-huh. waste, but at least I'll know something that I'm interested in uh, but no, but I would find, I would probably do something ridiculous. I don't really have questions mm-hmm. as far as, as far as that kind of stuff. And, and, and I haven't been under betrayed than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I've been be- betrayed 
plenty by some really shitty people. <laughs> and I do have a thousand questions about that, uh-huh. but I wouldn't, none that keep me up at night. Mm-hmm. Just again, like I said, were you an asshole a week before I thought you were? <laughs> or it, to me, it's like, all right. Um, but I would probably ask something that, like, I'd, I'd find the, I'd find the, um, the person who knows the most. Why are you laughing at me I don't me know. Where is this going? I, you're laughing at me already. <laughs> the person who knows the most about UFOs. <laughs> About UFOs, <laughs> and I would just say, just tell me everything you know. Like I don't need it to lean in any direction. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be aliens for me. I'm still there, unidentified, and they're doing shit we don't know. We don't. The Pentagon admits okay. they're unidentified, yeah, and they're doing shit that we don't know how they're doing. Somebody knows something, Steph, and I want that person on a lie detector. I'm not gonna tell anybody. Just let me know so that I know. You already know. <laughs> First of all, you're just answering it, your question. What you just said, but no, you because already know. but here's the thing: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I would like to know <laughs> what the most knowing person knows. No. It, because if it wasn't that, then I'd hook up my dead mom to it. Mm-hmm. My mom passed away, Steph, mm-hmm. yeah. almost ten years ago now. Yeah. But I can't hook her up to a lie detector because. She's dead. Yeah. So that would be my first. My first curiosity, if that existed for people who passed away, I'd hook my mom up <laughs> to my lie detector. I don't, I, my relationship with her was so good and, mm-hmm. and, and our, my closure with her was so tremendous that I would just ask her, okay, so, hey, listen, what happened when, when we all were like crying because we thought mm-hmm. you died? Like, what'd you go through? What are you experiencing there? Mm-hmm. And what happened then? And then that? And then what? To, mm-hmm. to what brought you to 10 years later to this day when you're up to our, we hook up to ghosts to lie detectors. Yeah. Tell me what you're, what you perceive your life to be. That would be, but to me, that's a fantasy. Yeah. Right. right. So in the non, <laughs> yeah. Cause in the non fantasy, <laughs> I get to hook up whoever knows the most about the UFOs. UFOs. I would do something uh, like that. Nothing else that's really. so good. I'm not really curious about anything else. Mm-hmm. Am I curious about why the person betrayed me? Of course. Hey, I was so nice to you. Why uh-huh. were you? There's no one in the world who was as nice to you as I am. Mm-hmm. Why would you cross me like that? I don't know. Yeah. And guess what? They probably don't even know the answer. Right. Self-destructive people. We went over it. Narcissists. They don't know why. They think they're right. That's so interesting because on so our... So I wouldn't, even in a lie detector, if a, a lot of people, especially when it deals with when you talk about your ex, they cheated, mm-hmm. they did this, they embezzled, they did all these mm-hmm. things. Don't forget, a lot of times they were not lying to you. They didn't know how fucked up they are. Mm-hmm. They think yeah. they're right. So a lot of times they weren't lying to you. So even under the lie detector... They're going to tell you the same fucking crazy story because they don't know they're lying to you. You're still the asshole in their eyes. And Mm -hmm. so do I want to go through that or do I want to find out about UFOs? I'm going UFOs. All right. 
How about you? What would you do? I don't know. I don't really. <laughs> You're like, I don't need any of that. <laughs> I don't. I know UFOs exist. I don't need a, anyone to hook up to a lie detector. Okay. Like, it's just, it's out there. Yes. No, but see, I wasn't saying for UFOs, do they exist? Obviously, they're out there. I want to know exactly what the most knowing person. I you want, can't do that, whether, though. Whether someone says, someone out there knows them. There's a person who knows the most. And so, whether they said, you know, if you watch an alien show and, and they're anywhere near right, let's say they, the person who knows most, who's hooked up to a mm -hmm. lie detector says, from what I understand, yeah, we do think they are from a different planet. Mm -hmm. We have reason to believe they're from, you know, the Pleiades light system. Mm -hmm. And there was interaction in the 50s between world leaders and these aliens. I'd be like, wow, that's incredible. I'd feel, I'd walk away from that going, huh, wow, holy cow. Or the person says, no, you know what? Drone technology has been around since the 40s and it's only getting better, faster, and scarier. We can make unmanned things really, really fast on land and underwater. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy to us, just like stealth technology was, where a lot of UFOs back in the 80s were actually just the stealth fighters. Mm hmm it, it's drone technology is so advanced. It's made up of carbon fibers and, 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 and materials that are classified. And, um, and, and that's just what it is. So people think it's UFOs like aliens, but it's actually really high level technology, drone technology that we use for surveillance and distraction and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Even if they said that, I'm like, wow, that, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I would love that kind of insight because I can't really think of anything else I'm, I'm curious about that's, that's withheld. I wouldn't. There's no really conspiracy theory mm -hmm. that, that piques my curiosity. I like hearing conspiracy theories, but there's yeah. none that like, oh, if I could know what really happened with X Y Z, I don't like the Kennedy assassination, something like that. It piques my interest, and I love yeah. to read about it. But I wouldn't use my guy on a lie detector. I wouldn't use it up on the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. I would use it on like, huh, always been curious what they think this is. Like, what's the official answer to what you think this is? Yeah, that's interesting. I think that lie detectors, you're assuming that they're going to answer. You're assuming that they, that they don't have some sort of training where they can answer you in a way where it's not going to be detected. What about you inject them with some truth serum and that way... Wait, what's truth serum? You know... Okay. You inject them <laughs> with truth serum. Oh, so this whole show is crazy. Yeah, because so then they're not I was lying. Crazy, and then you were going to bring it back no, to normal. Because they're not oh, lying about the drones. Truth serum. No, they're not lying about the drones. Also, they can they don't have to answer you if they don't want to. You inject them with truth serum, they're going to answer. They're but not going to say, oh, I'm not going to answer. Exist. Yeah, but they're going to say, mm, I don't want to answer. You don't, you're not going to get your answer. All right. Wait, truth serum does not exist? I don't think it. I've never heard of truth serum. I've heard of lie detectors. I've heard in major court cases, let's do a lie detector test. I've never heard them say, well, they failed to administer the truth serum test. I've never seen that. <laughs> I bet it. I bet the UFOs use it. <laughs> All right. So this show went crazy for real. But I, I do think it was That's interesting that, that we did go from the park bench to... Yeah. Uh, to these these incredible conversations i would want to talk to emerson and thoreau mm -hmm. and bukowski and like i all these conversations i'm like yes i wish those are like dreams yeah um but as soon as it was lie detector it wasn't something enriching anymore right. it was 
going back to something that can't possibly mm-hmm. help you or can't quell anything. Right. Well, that's yeah. what you that's what you were talking about earlier on the unbullshitified group. You you were talking about narcissists and instead of trying to figure out what kind of narcissist, what traits the narcissist has, Dude, it's a narcissist and it hurt eight, you. Almost 80 million. I found that so fascinating because we're doing the research for, on narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I found it so interesting that there's almost 80 million articles on it, articles and posts about narcissism. Mm-hmm. And they're all this, you know, one's nine different types of narcissists Mm -hmm. and here's six and here's four and here's the 10 traits and here's the 15 traits. And you start realizing and then you go to the clinical side of it where it's like, oh, they've been writing and talk about it clinically since the mid 1700s. It's crazy. And by the late 1800s, they were writing complete medical articles Mm -hmm. about it. And in the early 1900s, Sigmund Freud penned what really knocked it into the social consciousness. And so still you're talking at least a hundred years since Freud really put it into play today. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows anything. No. And it's in the DSM. It was in the DS, the previous DSM. It's been in DSM for a really long time. It just got expanded in the DSM five. Um, and for me, that's, you know, more has to do with what people are, you know, the DSM is not only the book of diagnosis and treatment, but it's also how insurance companies allow you to bill them. Wow. So it was put in mm-hmm. the DSM while they still don't know anything really much about it. And there is literally zero treatments in a hundred years, literally zero treatments that have been found effective for it. There have been major studies conducted, really brilliant people being funded by really, really Mm well-funded universities have done, and 100% of these studies have quit after a year. 100% have quit after a year Mm -hmm. because there is no progress. There is no, to date, effectively known treatment for narcissistic personality disorder. Wow. Yeah. And so all of these articles are like how to deal with a narcissist and how to do this and how to do that and how to uh, Mm -hmm. navigate these toxic behaviors and all this stuff. And I was reminded of that idea. I was reminded of of being in those situations, reminded of that mindset that you're in a toxic relationship with an abuser mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's... um, you know, you get to that point. You know, I think I posted about this. You know, I, I got to a point where where I stopped asking questions because I didn't want to be lied to. Mm-hmm. And, and abuse confuses you like that. Instead of walking away from the liar, you find ways to deal with the lies. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so... Reading these articles and going through, again, there's 80 million of them, so I obviously didn't go through all of them, but going article after article after article that's teaching you to navigate dealing with the behavior instead of just recognizing, I, I got to walk away from the person. Yeah. You're teaching me how to 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 deal with lies and abuse mm-hmm. and none just saying, hey, just walk away. 
Yeah. You're not going to win this. The narcissist most likely doesn't think they are a narcissist, mm-hmm. which means they've been doing this for a long time. You're going to try and fight it. You're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose this battle. The only way to win is not to play. It's the most honest answer. And so almost none said mm-hmm. that. And so I felt it was really important to have that conversation. How many people know why it's less than 1% of the population has ever been diagnosed this. Wow. Because it, when you read, it, it reads like astrology. Mm-hmm. When you read like the DSM, the guide for what it technically clinically is. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really common because one, apparently, especially in our pages and the messages I get, apparently 100% of everyone's ex is a narcissist. I know. Yeah. But in reality, clinically, is only it's less than one percent of the population, mm-hmm. and most of the population has at least some of these traits. Yeah. But when you read these traits stuff, it's crazy because it's like, it's like a catch-all. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, the narcissist either has a grandiose sense of self or a really bad sense of mm-hmm. self. They are really happy or they are really sad. They're really quiet or they're really loud. They're yeah. really tall or they're really short. They're really mm-hmm. funny. Like, yeah. like, wait a second. That's everyone. Everyone's yeah. either this or that somewhere in the middle. Like, It's like they can be really, really quiet or they could be really outgoing mm-hmm. or somewhere in between. They could be really unlikable. They're really likable. Right. They can like, wait a second. Right. And it's like, wait, it's, it's, it's almost like the, the, the classifying and grouping of it was almost mm-hmm. like they take in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. And yeah. Like, Wait a second. That's everybody. Right. And that's why so many people have these traits, but so few people are actually diagnosed. Mm-hmm. It. And again, you start looking through our comments and you see, I think this person was a narcissist. And they're like, well, maybe he wasn't. And then they're arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. On whether that asshole yeah. is a narcissist or not. Yeah. Meanwhile, that asshole, he's nowhere on social media talking about his that. He's having a great time. He's moved on to five different people. Yeah. All new victims. Mm-hmm. That's the, 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 I told you that the expression they have in Italian that translated to English is, while you're holding a grudge, the other person's out dancing. I love that. And that's any relationship mm-hmm. with a narcissist. And so here I'm like, wow, look, these people are arguing about whether the person was or was not a narcissist. Yeah. And that person, the narcissist isn't thinking of any of this. Right. The narcissist isn't joining any groups, mm-hmm. not writing on social media, <laughs> not I'll get mm-hmm. you back. Nothing. They moved on. Next victim. Yeah. Someone who's not on to them. Right. Someone who's ready to join their circus and doesn't realize they're in a circus yet. Yeah. And so... I thought it was really important to have that conversation and we'll continue to build on it. Mm-hmm. We have some great, um, some great uh, observations clinically and socially about narcissisms and some interviews that I'll be doing that we'll be adding to that. But I thought it was really important to say, hey, let's instead of dissecting how to deal with narcissistic behavior, let's do that. But instead of focusing all our energy on that, let's finally offer some really helpful ways and gauges to get the fuck away from narcissists. Yeah. To not engage. How to disconnect. How mm-hmm. to to excuse yourself from those relationships. How to disengage. How to unravel and unwind and take out those grips that they have on you. Instead of, oh, this is how you deal with that. It's mm-hmm. no. Let's, how do I not deal with it at all? Yeah. Because it does seem like when they do get their grips on you, you... They will convince you that it's good for you that they're stabbing you. 
It's good for you, and somehow you should apologize for getting blood on their shoes. And they'll convince you of that shit. How they do it, again, you could spend the rest of your life dissecting that. How or why. I don't care. Go do it to someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do it to me. I'm all set. Yeah. Again, I've I've spent forty five of my, I told I I, I look at life like, you know that that hundred dollar bill, mm-hmm. right? You you have a straight hundred dollars, but instead of a hundred dollars, if you're really really lucky in this life, we know this statistically. If you're really really lucky, you have a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred dollars. Yeah. What are you gonna spend that on? Some people would spend if you just knew you only have a hundred dollars. Would you spend 20 of it buying something that treats you like shit? <laughs> no. No, right? You'd be like, oh, I only have 100. No, yeah. that's all I have forever. That's There's no have. other 100 coming. Yeah. There's no raise I can get. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I only have 100, maybe. Yeah. Am I going to spend 20 on something that makes me feel like shit and hits me and mm-hmm. treats me bad and treats everything I love bad? Mm-hmm. You would never do nope. that. But people do that with their lives easily because they don't see it that way. I see it that way. And I'm at 45 years old. I've spent 45 already. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I know that I hope I get 100. Yeah. But I don't know I'll get 100. And so what I spend that on is really important. So am I going to spend even a dollar? Two dollars wondering why this person, no matter how good I am to them, they just can't seem to not break my heart. Nah. No. No, I don't have that budget. It's not in my budget. It's not my budget. It's not in my life's budget. And so uh, I'm just going to walk away. Mm-hmm. You, you become a behavior and an issue that isn't in my budget. I can't afford to wonder why you treat me like shit. Go see if someone else can afford it. It's just not me. Also, when you are, you know, you you realize, let's say you realize you spent $10, $15 on in this abusive relationship or something that makes you unhappy, and then how many years are you talking about it? How many yeah, years are you actually still You see it. You spending. see someone for, we post something on narcissism and you'll see a five paragraph response or someone's they misspell every other word because Mm -hmm. you could tell they're like they're like foaming at the mouth while they're writing this and they're saying it happened seven years ago yeah and that sucks and abuse sucks it's whatever you spent plus that yeah and so yes you got to go to healing but Mm -hmm. to heal a wound you need to stop touching it and so you have to get by it not through you have to get by it through uh through those ways but not re-engaging in it because again while you're doing that, whatever dude she was writing about, mm-hmm. <laughs> nowhere in his mind was being on Facebook writing about this. Yeah, shit. yeah, that's true. Actually, we have a. Can we get to a listener question? Because this kind of we touches can. On I have it. a few more minutes. Okay. Well, Janet says I like what you wrote about time not healing, but perspective healing. It sounds easier said than done. Perspective heals. How do I change my perspective to heal? I don't know how him hurting me can be a positive thing. Well, that's because your your perspective isn't there, and so yeah. So here's here's a a an interesting thing about life. We control almost none of it, really none of it. We don't control events, but what we do control is the label we place on events. 
So when we let go, when we heal, when we free ourselves from the burden of the past, Mm -hmm. we don't have a time machine. You're not actually going to change that. Mm -hmm. You're actually looking back and learning. And and sometimes like I like to have a funeral for events, learning and, and, and establishing what good came out of that. You're, you're not changing the past. You're changing the labels you place on the past. One of, one of my more popular quotes when I look back, at, I realized that every time I every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I thought I was actually being redirected to something better. That's perspective. Mm-hmm. When it happened, it sucked, and I was mm-hmm. crushed. Later on, after a few more things, good things happened. I'm like, oh wow, none of this could have happened unless that horrible thing happened. Turns out that horrible thing was exactly what I needed to get to this great part of my life. And it changes my perspective on that. Now, I can't speak to to her specific situation. Mm -hmm. But I do know that in my own life, I, the times I was treated most poorly, at the very least, gave me a gauge of what I don't want to accept anymore. It gave me a gauge for what I want to teach to to kids to what i want to share with people who who trust me for guidance uh it, it helped me see what i don't want in a new companion and helped me see something about myself maybe i learned to gauge my reactions better maybe i learned that when you give the a person the, the power to emotionally feed you you also give them the power to emotionally starve you. And I learned to gauge that and not give trust that isn't earned so I don't receive hurt that isn't deserved. And I start learning different things like that. And perspective changes because I realized that it was because of my broken past that I became an expert at mending. You start learning that through perspective. And so I don't know your particular situation. And if you wanted to contact me, you're welcome to through our website, stevemariboli.net. But I do know that anytime you go through something challenging like that, there is something good that will come of it. Even if it's just the awareness that you are better than the shit you were dealing with before, that is powerful because while you were going through it, you obviously weren't aware of it. There's always something that can change, and it doesn't change with time. It changes with perspective. You have to look at the past, and although you can't change the past, you 100% can change the labels you place on it. And it's not easy. Everything in life is easier said than done. Of course, it's not. Life is simple, it's just not easy. There's nothing in life that's easy, it's all simple. Aw, Steve, you want to lose weight and look great? Diet and exercise. It's simple. That is not incorrect. It is simple. Watch what you eat and exercise. Simple. But it's not easy. Doing that isn't easy. So yes, everything is easier said than done. Life is simple. It's just not easy. So we do have to take the difficult route of of diving back into those stories and coming out 
with something that nourishes instead of poisons because you are better than that. Because you are better than how he treated you. Because you are better than how he viewed you. Because you are worth more than what it got for you. Because you are worth more than abuse. Because you can grow through these situations. You can learn through these situations. If it taught you nothing, it's not that there was nothing for you to learn. It's just nothing that you see yet because your perspective hasn't changed. Remember, life is about perspective. It's not what you look at. It's what you see. The sun doesn't actually set. We are on a rock that's spinning through space. The sun doesn't set or rise. It's our perspective that makes it appear that way. I could be walking on the beach, a beautiful beach romantic walk, watching the sunset. And I'm walking with somebody and it's so beautiful. It's so breathtaking, this sunset. At the same exact time, not a different time. The same exact time somebody on the other side of the planet will be taking a romantic sunrise walk. At the same exact time I'm walking and watching this beautiful sunset, someone else is walking and watching a beautiful sunrise. I'll call it a sunset. They'll call it a sunrise. We are both correct because the sun is doing neither. It is our perspective that makes it true for us. So look at the story you're telling yourself about your past. Look at the story you're telling yourself about the abuse. Look at the story you're telling yourself about your worth. And be brave enough, love yourself enough to adjust the story. So it becomes your springboard instead of your quicksand. Because again, every day is a dollar spent. And you've already spent so much believing the lie that an abusive relationship taught you. Open your mind to the fact that there's a different way to look at this an empowered way to look at it, a nourishing way to look at it. And you'll see what I mean. But I don't know if time heals, but I do know that perspective does. Your life is the story you're telling yourself. It's not easy, but you are the author and you can change the story. Folks, this is the Steve Maraboli Podcast. Make sure you check out our social media pages. Uh, author Steve Maraboli on Facebook, Steve Maraboli on Instagram. You can check out our website, stevemaraboli.net. So glad. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you have any questions, reach out. If you're looking for coaching, if you're, if you're a coach looking to be a certified coach, we have coaches all over the world and clients all over the world. It's a great time to get everything together and start moving forward. Check out stevemaraboli.net. Staff, thank you for logging in for the quick show and for this morning's show on narcissism. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Folks, it's Steve Maraboli Podcast. We'll catch you next time.